Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! Screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. We're almost at the end of the countdown to Halloween marathon, and Daddy is feeling the pain. My back hurts, my butt hurts, my eyes hurt, my brain hurts. But Daddy made a commitment to you, my beloved listeners. So here we are with another treat for the Halloween season. And this one is a very special choice because it has been an obsession. Obsession, 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 obsession. Well, that was melodramatic. Ladies and gentlemen, Dark Obsession. That's right, I finally get to dust off the Dark Obsession soundbite. Because I have always wanted to see this movie. And what movie are we talking about? We're talking about the WNUF Halloween special. Which has intrigued me since I've heard about it, but it just has not been available streaming anywhere for easy access. But I joined Shudder. The video streaming service Shudder just to get this movie and fulfill my dark obsession. Was it worth it? I'm not going to tell you yet because first we're going to take a listen to that crazy, crazy trailer. Don't check your dial, folks. You didn't tune into Transylvania's public access station. No, sir. Tonight is Halloween. Halloween is Satan's night, the night of the devil. Reporter Frank Stewart has a special Halloween treat in store for viewers tonight. He'll be leading a group of paranormal experts to the infamous Weber House. Do you know what happened here in the Weber House? People got killed. Their son went haywire. Frank Stewart and his team of experts will conduct the first ever live on TV seance. Evil works in mysterious ways, Frank. It's unpredictable. Are there any spirits in the house? It's scary. That's far out. That's far out. Something strange going on. In the town of River Hill, the TV station WNUS uh, aired a very special Halloween event. They were taking a film crew inside the legendary Weber House, 
the site of the spirit board murders back in the 1960s. They're bringing in a group of professional parapsychologists and their cat. And they're going to see if they can solve the mystery of what happened all those years ago. And if all those reports of ghostly sightings and, well, paranormal activity are true. What's interesting here is that this little film manages to capture the spirit of television in 1987 so well that you would genuinely think it was made back then. However, it was not. It was released in 2013, so I'm assuming it was produced somewhere around 2011-2012. But we're going for a found footage feel without being found footage. And I appreciate that. The attention to detail is startling in its non-startlingly-ness-ness-ness. I'm making up words because I'm exhausted. But we are pushing through. The wall of pain is still looming large and frightening. But we're going to get through this. You and me together. We're getting through this damn Halloween special if it goddamn kills me. And it just might at this point. Okay. To be perfectly honest, I appreciate what they did here on an artistic level. However, overall, I found the whole thing to be rather dull. Because you have the news report leading up to the special, which is lengthy, and that's fine. Setting the tone, setting the mood of the town, what else is going down in town, and also you get tons and tons and tons of local commercials. And what I appreciate here is that the commercials themselves are not funny. What's funny about them is how dead on they are on how commercials were on local channels back in the day. The incredibly low budgets, terrible graphics, wooden acting. To be able to do that and not make that a joke and by not making it a joke, in fact, make it a joke, that's a neat trick. But good lord, there are a lot of them. And when we finally get the crew inside the house and things are starting to go down and you're still getting commercials at the same rate that you have been, I was going to shoot myself. Now, the whole thing is you're supposedly watching a videotape copy of this because, you know, this tracking problems, which, you know, remember those? You have the little lines going zing, 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 horizontal lines. And somebody occasionally will fast forward through the dull parts. Whoever's fast-forwarding through the dull parts does not do it enough because some of these commercials you start to see three, four times. And when you're getting into the mix of the action, it really bogged it down. I read an interview with the director on this, and he said that's what he wanted to do because that's how it would have been. There would have been commercials out the ass at that time that would have interrupted the action and driven you crazy. That was the point of these commercials, and that was the point of including this whole section. And I appreciate that on an artistic level. On an entertainment level, I wanted to die. By the time it was over, I had lost interest in the psychic investigation that was going on. Because the other thing that happened was every time you cut to a commercial, all the good shit 
what happened in the house during that commercial. You come back, and the man with the amazing mustache would say, "Well, you missed it during the break. This thing went down." And you're like, "Well, great. Okay, another thing we didn't get to see because I got to see you know the most embarrassing tampon commercial I've ever seen in my life." Yeah, there's a tampon commercial in this, among many others, that is so wrong, yet it's not presented as a joke, and it is exactly the kind of thing you would have seen. I didn't know that you could tell a woman is wearing the wrong tampon just by watching her play tennis. What? What? These are things you learned from TV back in the day. What I do appreciate is that the cast here is game, and they're fun, and despite it being low budget, they are quite good. And one of these things that do drive me crazy when you see uh, news reporters in a low budget movie, regardless of genre, they don't sound like news reporters. They speak like normal people, but news reporters don't speak like normal people. They do have a certain intonation and speech pattern that is unique to them, and everybody here has it. So thank you. Attention to detail in this is one of the things that does save it for me. Maybe not as an exciting, thrilling piece, but as a curiosity. And the most terrifying thing in the movie is the presence of the show's producer, the special's producer. Her name is Victoria, and she wears the shiniest blue jumpsuit, like this insane like thing that... I'm blanking on it. Like Grace Jones might have worn this thing back in the day. And plus she's got those drawn-on eyebrows just like Miss Devon on the Pee Wee Herman show. You know, she's got this little thing that she puts it over her eyebrows. She takes a pinch and goes, mum, 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 bang, eyebrows, just like that. So I was living, living for Victoria. I was really enjoying the guy who has taken the crew into the house. I'm digging their cat. Their cat shadow was pretty fabulous. But... I just couldn't get invested in the story, and I really wish I could. I understand why you made the choices that you made. I understand that you were not trying to make this look like a movie. You were trying to make it look like something somebody taped off of TV back in the day, and you succeeded in that director guy whose name I don't know because I didn't look it up because, God damn it, I don't have time. How many shows have I done this month at this point? 35? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't know. <laughs> I've been, I think these headphones are becoming a permanent part of my body. But we're here to complain about me? No. I'm trying to talk about this movie. The actors in it are, are game. They're, they're fine. They do a good job. I love the location of the house. It's perfectly spooky. I wish I could have gotten more invested in what was going on there. I love the setup of it. I like the story of the house, the um, murders that happened 20 years ago. Uh, a teenage boy who lived there found an old Ouija board in the attic shortly after they moved in. He started playing with it after that. He started to hear voices, and the voices told him to murder his parents with a axe, which he did. And now maybe there's demonic things that still haunt the house. I don't. Maybe, maybe not. My other problem just was that at a certain point, I started to realize that there were more commercials in this than there was actual Halloween special. You would get maybe two minutes of Halloween special followed by six to seven minutes of commercials. And uh, just ugh. And then it started to dawn on me. The title of this is the WNUF Halloween special. And at this point, I have had... Enough. And you, uff. Enough. 
of all of this. So sometimes having a dark obsession fulfilled doesn't always live up to the hype. Doesn't live up to all those years of waiting, wanting, dreaming about this moment. I know this movie won Best Picture at the Drunken Zombie Film Festival, the very first Drunken Zombie Film Festival, and I could see it working in that scenario, but again, watching it home alone with a cat who's insane and constantly distracting me and then not keeping me involved in the story of the movie by keeping going to commercials every two minutes, uh, I burped into the microphone. I haven't done that in a long time. This is what it's come to. Do you know I have to wear a bra now? Yeah. Well, it's not really a bra. This sounds like a sidebar, but it's really not. It's really not. I have to wear this special kind of harness support thing because my bursitis is flaring up really badly. Probably from doing all the shows because it is affected by your posture. And I've been spending so many hours stooped over this computer getting these shows together which I'm happy to do, and I'm doing it with love, but I just want you to know that, you know, while you're sitting there going, wow, this episode's going a little bit haywire, just know that I'm sitting here wearing a bra. That's not really a bra. And I'm just hearing Barb from Stranger Things in my head going, is that a new bra? Yes, Barb, it is a new bra, and it's not a bra. It's to pull my shoulders back so that I'm not lumping, which I am, because I'm tired. I wish I had more to say about the WNUF Halloween special, but there's not much to say because ultimately, once you take the commercials out, there's not much there. I love they made this little hug to the Halloween season. I love they gave this, they wrote this little love letter to 1980s television. I love everything that's happening here in concept and in theory, but in execution. Eh. Next. So. I think. For the sake. Of my back. And my brain. And my sanity. I'm going to cut this episode. A bit short. <gasps> what? What are you doing? No, sorry. I just. Mm-mm. I could push through and just keep babbling. But. I don't think that's going to help me. I don't think it's going to help you because after all, tomorrow, 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 did I just say tomorrow, 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 it's not a word, tomorrow, tomorrow is the big night, tomorrow is Halloween, and to celebrate, I have a big episode coming out, I have an interview with two delightful people, uh, Michael and Libby Collins, my dear, dear friends. And we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies, The Sentinel. Now, of course, that's already been recorded, that interview, but I still have to go in there and interview it, uh, edit edit it. I have to interview the interview is what I just said. Uh, I have to edit the interview and make it fabulous for you guys. And it's a longer interview. So I have a lot of work cut out for me in the next 24 hours. And so do not fuck up the Halloween episode, I'm going to cut the penultimate Halloween episode a little short, which I said I was going to do like four minutes ago, and yet here I am still talking. 
Now, if you want to get in touch with the show, you pick up your phone and you give me a call at 917-720-2047. You still have some time to get in your stories of Halloween haunts or attractions or any cool thing you did this Halloween because I want to hear. Because after the holiday, I'm going to be doing a special episode just on that. I've been getting some calls. I thank you for that. If you can condense your story into three minutes, that's great. If your story is longer, you can send me an MP3 file. If you like, where do I send it, Patrick? Well, I'm going to tell you. You send it to the email, which is crew at screamqueens.com. And of course, that's Queens. Queens? Queens? Oh my God, I'm tired. It's crew at screamqueens.com, and that's Queens with a Z. You can follow me on Facebook by doing a search on Scream Queens Horror Podcast. Find me there. Join in the fun. You can tweet me at Scream Queens. You can find me on Instagram at no tr for you and at scream queens as well you can also head over to the webpage www.screamqueens.com if you like all the extra episodes that you've been getting this month if you want to say thank you patrick for doing such a great job and personal sacrifice and you know clearly mental anguish that you're going through make a donation to the show no amount is too small, and also no no amount is too big either. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. I've got an old size queen on you, which means it's time to wrap this puppy up. So until tomorrow, until Halloween night, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember the Scream Queen's golden rule, fight or flight, survive the night, Make it to the final reel, baby, says the guy who's going to collapse on his face right about now. And I'm dead. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, goes to some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs>